Hallelujah. So, redeemed from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. I really want us to try and finish up. But if we can't, we'll continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I've been having a great time. Yes. It's been of a blessing to us. Um, I'll just go ahead. You know, we stopped on where we began to talk about the love of God. And um, I'll just quickly move on to um, our redemption from the cost of poverty. How many of you know you have been redeemed from the cost of poverty? Hallelujah. Say this after me. Say, I've been redeemed from the cost of poverty. Can you say it louder? Say, I've been redeemed from the cost of poverty. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians 3, 13. I want to believe you have your Bible. You have your notepad. Praise God. You can note the scriptures for yourself. When you get back, you will read it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, being made a cost for us. For it is written, cost is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Hallelujah. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law. Say, Christ has redeemed me from the cost of the law. Yes. He has bought us back. Yes, that's what redemption means. A divine buyback. Hallelujah. It's a divine buyback. He has bought us back. We are his purchased possession. He has purchased us. Hallelujah. Redeemed us. Delivered us. Rescued us from the cause of poverty. From the cause of the law. Hallelujah. So today we'll, um, I, I, I am hoping we'll be able to get to our redemption from the cause of sickness. But we'll start with the cause of poverty. Our redemption from the cause of poverty. Now you understand that when we talk about the cause of the law. Now you see in 13 here, Galatians chapter 3, when he says that the cost of the law, I said the cost of the law has to do with the Ten Commandments and the Pentateuch. The Pentateuch are actually the five books of the of the Old Testament, the first five books of the Old Testament. What are the first five books of the Old Testament? He has um, the cost of you, the, the Pentateuchs are those five books Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. Now you will see that you know the bulk of the courses we talk about are from those places. You know, when you even check the first, the Ten Commandments, you will not really see cost there in that sense. Yes. But when you see the Pentateuch, you will see that after the fall, those were where the causes came from. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 19. I want you to notice this. Note this. Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 19. It says, but it shall come to pass if thou will not hearken. You know, if we had had time, I would allow us to start from one. You know, you will see about the blessings. But here he talked about the causes. He says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his status, which I command thee this day, that all these causes shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Verse 16, Cause shall thou be in the city, and cause shall thou be in the field. Cause shall thou be, shall be the basket of thy store. That's poverty. Right? Somebody is cursed in the city, is cursed in the field. When he goes out, you know, the, most of them were majorly farmers. They worked in the field, right? So now he's saying that costs shall they be in the city and in the field where they go to work. You know, they were headers, they were headsmen as well, right? And he said, cost shall they be in the field when they go out. All right. He says, cost shall that be in the city and cost shall that be in the field. Cost shall be the basket of thy store. Hallelujah. That's poverty. Verse 18, it says, Call shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy land, and the increase of thy knee, and the flocks of thy sheep. It says, even their animals are cost. 
Hallelujah. Even the animals are cursed. Verse 19 says, Cursed shall that be when thou comest in. Cursed shall that be when thou goest out. Hallelujah. Let's see 38 and 40 of that same Deuteronomy 28. 38 to 40 rather. 38 to 40, please. I want you to follow through. Don't let your mind wander away. Praise God. Pay attention. This is how you grow. You know, pay attention to your growth process. Alright. 28 38 to 40. It says, Thou shalt carry much seed out. Now, this is the cause of poverty. It says, Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field, and thou shalt gather but little in. It says, They went to plant. They planted so much, but when it was time for harvest, it was so small. That's what he's saying. He says, And shall gather but a little in, for the locals shall consume it. Ah, yeah. It says, Verse 39, Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine. Now gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil, for thy olive shall cast its fruits. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he said they were cursed. He said they were cursed. But you know, what brought about this cost? It was their disobedience. Hallelujah. Their disobedience to God's word brought about this cost. Their disobedience to the law. In that sense, look at your neighbor and say, I hope you are paying attention. Yes, they are disobedient to the law in that sense, brought about <laughs> the cost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, lack is not a blessing. Lack is not anything good. Praise God. You know, lack is not how God wants his children to be. That, ah, the way we're in lack now, I just glorifying God. <laughs> Praise God. It's not a blessing. There's nothing good about lack. There's nothing good about being in lack. Hallelujah. So it's not a blessing. Poverty is a cost. It's not a blessing. Poverty is not God wants to humble me. Hallelujah. Poverty is not God wants to humble me. God knows. God knows what I can do. If I have 5,000 in my pocket now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Poverty is a cost. It's not a blessing. There is nothing good about poverty. There is nothing. Hallelujah. It's even the poor man does not have friends. Hallelujah. So there's nothing good about poverty. And God is not a poor God. I hope you know that. God is not a poor God. And he does not bless his people with poverty. Hallelujah. God never planned that man should live in poverty. It was never God's desire. It was never God's design. That when God created man, I said, ah, what will I do now? Lack. Oh yeah. No. It was never God's design. It was never God's design. Lack, poverty came as a result of man's disobedience. Hallelujah. As man's transgression. That is what I want us to see. When you look at Genesis chapter 2, Genesis 2, let's quickly check it. Genesis 2, 7 to 9. Genesis 2, 7 to 9. Please note it. I might just run fast. 7 to 9. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into, into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord... And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put man whom he had formed. You know, he said he put man in a garden. He did not put man in a jungle. Hallelujah. You know, there are good stuffs in the garden. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's verse 9 it says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the, earth, that to the sight and good for food. Hallelujah. So God's original design and intention was for man to live in abundance. 
God did not pray, create us. And put, you, you would have seen it if that was his desire. You would have seen it from creation, from the onset. 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 Rather. Hallelujah. So that was not God's design. Hallelujah. Now you ask yourself, so why did, cause, why did the cause of poverty come on man? Why did the cause of poverty come on man? The cause of poverty came on man or, 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 on all human race because man sinned in Adam and came short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Man sinned in Adam and came short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Man sinned in Adam and came short of the glory of God. So there was no way God could reach out to him. You know, God could just give them what, what I call crumbs. He could just give them a little to get along with. That's how much he could do for them. Not because he didn't want to. Hallelujah. They had fallen short of the glory of God. He couldn't communicate anymore with man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, that's why you see in Romans 3, 23, that says that for all that sin and come short of the glory of God. Guess what? Afterwards, Jesus Christ showed up. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ showed up. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 from verse 13, it says Christ has redeemed us. Who redeemed us? Christ. Jesus Christ himself redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law, I said, poverty is part of the curse of the law. He was made cursed for us. He was cursed on our behalf. Hallelujah. And it says that cursed every man that hangs on a tree. Hallelujah. So our curse that was supposed to be on us now fell on Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't think Jesus Christ just went on the cross for nothing. Our, our curse fell on him. Our curse fell on him. That was what he dealt with on the cross. Hallelujah. That was what he dealt with on the cross. And after that, he made provision for us to be rich. Hallelujah. He made provision for us to be rich. Glory to God. And you know what rich means in the New Testament? Abundant supply. Hallelujah. Abundant supply. That's what rich means in the New Testament. To have enough. That's what it means. Abundant supply. You have abundant supply. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, it's your choice if you want to be a millionaire, a billionaire, right? But you see, it's your choice if you just want to have enough. But you see, God's desire, even for the one who has so much, and the one who has just enough, is that you have just enough to meet your needs. That's God's desire. Abundant supply. Abundant supply. And you will see that it's not God. The Bible says that the cattle upon the thousand hill belongs to God. The Bible says that the streets of heaven are paved with gold. You know, if we had time, we would have seen that Genesis where he talked about four rivers that came from that garden. Hallelujah. And one of the rivers went to what, what the scripture calls Havila. Hallelujah. The land of gold. The land of gold. It talks about those stones, precious stones from the beginning of the earth. God put it on the earth. Where do you think we are getting this oil from? Where do you think the gold is coming from? Who put it there? Who put it there? God. God. Hallelujah. And you think he put it there for the world, for, for the unbelievers. Hallelujah. It's for his children. It's for every one of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ made provision for us to be rich. Let's see what it says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. We are looking at the provision of Jesus for us. Hallelujah. It's not God's intention for us to live in poverty. Say this after me. Say, it's not God's intention. Say, God is not pleased when a man is poor. Yes. God is not pleased. You are not glorifying God with poverty. Hallelujah. I've been to notice that, you know, poverty, where there's poverty, is as if there's so much darkness around that place. Yeah. Check around. 
check around. Poverty is not light. Poverty is not light. Where there's poverty, it's as if there's so much darkness around that place. So it's not God's desire. It's not God's desire. God wants you to have in abundance. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to be in lack. It was the mindset and the mentality that they had in the Old Testament. Abraham knew this. How much more you? Hallelujah. Abraham knew this. Abraham had 300 soldiers. 300. 300 soldiers. That was not a poor man. You think a poor man will have 300 soldiers that is feeding and they have their wives and children? Praise God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. I want us to read it together. One, two, go. I didn't hear you. He says, my God. You know, and here he was talking about meeting needs, really. When you read in context. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God supplies all my needs. My God supplies all my needs. Nothing missing, nothing broken. My needs are met. That's the way the believer talks. That's the way the believer talks. My needs are met in the name of Jesus. For my God supplies. You know, after they had given to Apostle Paul, that was when he was saying this to them. Hallelujah. He prayed for them actually. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. In who? In Christ Jesus. You know, I see it like Jesus being the accountant. The one who holds the money. Hallelujah. Is riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Praise God. You know, sometimes the believer ought to learn to talk like this. My God supplies all my needs. Hallelujah. You know, you don't speak according to what you see and what you don't see. Sometimes there will be nothing or there might be nothing. Hallelujah. It doesn't change how you speak as a believer. What is happening to you right now does not, should not change your talk. You know, how we truly know you believed it is in times when you don't have. According to this word. You know, you are saying the same thing. My God, supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, nothing missing, nothing broken. There is no lack around here. Hallelujah. I'm blessed with insight, concept, and ideas. Hallelujah. I know what to do. I know where the money is. I'm blessed with creative ideas. Hallelujah. And that's what God is going to give you. Hallelujah. God is not going to rain down money from heaven. No. If he does, it's going to be counterfeit. God does not produce money. Right? Right? <laughs> How would they not relate it with uh, uh, CBN? If God rained money from heaven, praise God. Hallelujah. But you see, you know, when you are speaking like this, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My needs are met. I have abundant, abundant supply in the name of Jesus. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You know, they're asking you, how are you going to pay that school fees? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. How are you going to pay that rent? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. I don't have lack for he's my shepherd. He guides me and leads me to where the money is. Hallelujah. He brings the provision. Hallelujah. Abundant supply. Abundant supply. Regardless of what is happening around me or what is not happening. Praise God. And that's how the believer speaks. You have to learn to talk like this. If not, you'll be defeated. If not, you'll be defeated. You have to learn to talk like this. You have to learn to talk like this. How are you not going to make it? Oh my gosh, I supply all my needs. Hallelujah. According to his riches and glory. He says, according to his riches. Not according to what you have right now in your pockets. 
Not according to what you don't have. It is according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And you keep saying these same things. Regardless of what happens and what doesn't happen around you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 9. 2 Corinthians 8 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 8 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that true, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Some people say this is um, spiritual. He was talking about this in the spiritual sense. No. Jesus was not spiritually poor. He couldn't have given us life if he was spiritually bankrupt. There would have been nothing to give. There would have been nothing to give. And if you read it in context, he was not talking about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, let's read it again. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that he through his poverty might be rich. Through his poverty might be rich. It's God's desire that you are rich. Say this after me. Say, it's God's desire that I'm rich. Yes, it's God's desire. It's God's desire. Hallelujah. It's God's desire. And I want to encourage you. You know, you don't just say it's God's desire that you are rich and you are thinking of how you are going to spend it upon, you know, it talks about how that we ask so that we can consume it on our own lust. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. You are thinking of how you can support mission work. You are thinking of how, you know, you can support the gospel. Hallelujah. With the provision of God for you. I like how Creflo Dollar says it. If I have all the money in the world, he said, Jesus Christ will come now. He said, you know why? He said, because I'm going to put everything into the gospel. He said, what is remaining is that what we really need is enough funds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you can just make up your mind. I'm going to support missionaries. You know, missionaries are coming back because of frustrations. Some of them realize that they can't pay school fees of their children. And they, you know, they know they have the call. But you see, they can't afford to go. So they pick up a normal secular job. Hallelujah. You know, you are thinking that God, oh, you know, you supply my needs according to your riches and glory. You know why? You know, you are thinking about that is that you are thinking of someone you are going to, you know, support. Hallelujah. You are thinking of someone you are going to support. Oh, I love this story. An evangelist went to preach somewhere. He said, he made this guy. Interestingly, where he went to preach, this guy... I, was, I think it was a missionary, had not eaten, maybe for some days. And he preached and preached and preached and preached. And the guy looked at him and said, Sir, if all you are saying is true, I will be born again. I will even preach. Just give me a bag of rice. And that was all. The man said, bag of rice? Bag of rice? I said, no problem. And he gave him a bag of rice. Guess what? He got born again. And he also became an evangelist and started preaching. Some people say, ah, he was born again because of a bag of rice. Well, however you say it, what matters is that he was born again. Hallelujah. And he came into the ministry. Praise God. I remember how Bishop Abuye said, he said one day he sat down and he just wrote a list of people he could support. He said he had needed some money for some things. And, you know, the money was not forthcoming. At some point, he just sat down and began to write a list of, you know, when he gets another money, what he would do with the money, how that he would support some people and encourage them to go to school and pay school fees. Guess what? He said, just about that moment, the money that he had been waiting for came. And he said, because he was thinking that he was going to pay school fees for people, guess what? He put that money to support people in schools. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, people who are being frustrated, you know, they are born again. They love Jesus. 
But they can't afford to do certain things. Because probably the funds are not there. And the believer who is here is thinking, Lord, you know, if I have this provision, you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Hallelujah. My needs are met. My bills are paid. Hallelujah. Not just for me, but the people around me as well. Hallelujah. There's no lack around me. Hallelujah. I don't allow anybody around me to, you know, to just go in lack. I don't allow anybody around me to sleep in hunger, in an empty stomach. Hallelujah. That's the way the believer ought to think. You are thinking, I'm going to put my money into missions. Hallelujah. I'm going to support mission work. Hallelujah. So you're not just thinking that God supplies all my needs for me to be in Banana Island. Or God supplies all my needs for me to buy the next uh, Range Rover. Hallelujah. He supplies all my needs. You know what he said? He said, he who steals, let him steal no more. He said, let him rather go and walk that he may have to give. The reason why you are walking according to scriptures is that you may have to give. You may have to give. So, you know, for you, it can be that the reason why I'm going to school, the reason why I want to be a medical doctor is that I can help people. I can help people. Hallelujah. You know, I've seen medical doctors. You know, they talk to people. They treat them, treat them, and they get to a particular point and they tell them, sir, you know, I'm a medical doctor. I know I'm supposed to. We have gotten to the bus stop. This, there's nothing else we can do again. But you see, I have someone who can heal you. Hallelujah. They minister Jesus to them. They are helping people. Roshia and I were in the hospital two days ago. You see the crowds of people. You know, my heart just weep. My heart just cries out. Hallelujah. You know, the reason why some of us are going to, you know, pack out stadiums, you know, meet in big tents and get people, you know, healed is because we don't want to see that. You know, people sit down in the hospital like this, even to the overflow. They are waiting for one consultant. Hallelujah. They are waiting for one consultant. And maybe the consultant will just come and just talk to, meet like four or five people, and he leaves. That's all for the day. Till next week. You know, it's just one day, maybe for that particular sickness. Hallelujah. So my needs are met. I'm going to support people in the, in the mission field. I'm going to support the gospel. Say this after me. Say, I will support the gospel with my money. Yes. You're not even saying it. You don't want to. Say, I will support the gospel with my money. Yes. Yes, you are thinking like that. See, when you think like that, <laughs> you realize you're not taking it selfishly because you want God to meet your needs, right? So that, so let me be thinking it in God's way so that I can meet my, you know, hallelujah. And as you think like you see the provision will come. There's abundant supply. There is nothing missing, nothing broken, no lack around you. How? Because God knows if you have, you will give. I was telling a friend, I said, he said, there's a way we'll pray. I tell God, if you, you know, you know if, he, if I have it, I will give. You know. So I pray like, we cannot afford not to have this money. Why? Because we will put it to good use. Yes, we cannot afford to be poor. Lord, you know. Lord, you know. So you will show me where the money is. Hallelujah. You bless me with inside concepts and ideas. Hallelujah. My mind is thinking productively. Hallelujah. So there's no lack around me because you know. You know. That's how the believer should think. Praise God. Third John 2. Third John 2. Third John 2. Hallelujah. Don't let your voice go down. Hallelujah. Some of you, your eyes, eh? It's enough to say, let's just lie down here and be sleeping. <laughs> Praise God. But don't worry. You know, you are growing. And you are learning it. Praise God. And I we say we should run and dance now. <laughs> you know, you should also give time and train yourself with the word of God. Praise God. Third John 2. Third John 2. 
third john is just one chapter so that's why i said two two is verse two hallelujah i want us to read it together one two is it on the screen yet one two go Hallelujah. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things, above every other thing, that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Say this after me. Say, God's desire, God's will. If anybody is sleeping by your side, nudge that person. Say, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's not time to sleep. Did you pray 12 to 6? Even those that prayed are still awake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, God's desire. I can't hear you. Say, God's desire. God's will. Is that I prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to add the scripture to it. Then we'll leave um, the cause of poverty. 1 Timothy 6.10. 1 Timothy 6.10. You know, how many of you have heard this before? Money is the root of all evil. Raise up your hands. Money is the root of all evil. It's right here. Yeah? Is it right? It's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's there. Thank you. It's there, but it's there, not like there, Abby. But the full, eh? After you have seen it on the screen. It says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Let's see it. It says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Hallelujah. It says, the foundation where every evil comes from is the love of money. Is the love of money. It didn't say money. It says the love of it. When money begins to drive every decision you make, it says that is the root of all evil. When money begins to drive your thought thinking, your thought pattern, what you will do and what you don't do, they say we know this sister. Just put money down. Ah. <laughs> Praise God. It says that's the root of all evil. It says the love of it. You know, some people cannot use that to see money. Praise God. He says the love of it is the root of all evil, not money itself. So he wasn't saying that money was a, is a bad thing. Hallelujah. He wasn't saying money is a bad thing. He says the love of it. Hallelujah. When it begins to drive every decision you make. And the believer should not be like that. When it begins to drive, you know, everything you think is about money. Hallelujah. If they ask you, let's do this thing. The first thing want to talk about, how are we going to get money? It cannot work. Praise God. He says the love of it is the root of all evil. The love of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you are careful. You are careful that you don't allow money to drive your decision making. Hallelujah. Let's quickly look at our redemption from sickness. Our redemption from sickness. Briefly, our redemption from sickness. You will see that in Deuteronomy 28 that we read, 15 to 17, how that he also talks about sickness. He says the fruit of your body. The cost shall be the fruit of your body. It means that the children are also cost. Hallelujah. The children who were under the law were also cost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sickness is part of the cost of the law. Sickness is not a good thing. Have you ever seen anybody sick before? And he's in the, probably he's, he's catching cold or he's having high fever. Then he's smiling. Like, ah, wow. You just have joy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you. This this is my sickness. <laughs> God is teaching me plenty things. <laughs> In fact, I have joy like a river. 
Have you ever seen anybody sick talking like that? Somebody who is sick, how will he talk? In pains. In pains. Hallelujah. In pains. Sickness is a cause. Say this after me. Sickness is a cause. You must not um, permit sickness around you. Hallelujah. Don't let it. It's a cause. The cause, you know, it came as a result of the transgression of man. It's a cause. It's not from God. Hallelujah. God does not look at you and say, because you are not serving me, you are not doing what exactly I asked you to do. I'm going to bless you with tuberculosis. That's not God. That's not God. That's not God. Our God is good. The Bible says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Even when we were in sin, he said his goodness. He was still showing, he said the sun shines on the good and the evil. You know, God could have said, it's only people like Brochet, the sun should be shining on. He says both on the good and the evil. The rain, it falls on both on the good and the evil. It shows you the kind of God we have. Luke chapter 9, we don't have time to read it. You will see in scriptures how that, you know, the sons of Zebedee, I was, telling, I was saying it this morning. They wanted to curse, you know, Jesus came to preach. It's like Jesus came to your house. No. Bromuiwa, yourself and someone, yourself and some other friends followed Jesus to go and visit someone. I basically looked at you and said, bros, I don't have time. Then you go hungry. Ah, do, do you know who we are? Do you know who is with us? They go and they said, you know, they said, Master, can we just call down thunder as Elijah did? As Elijah, I said, let's just, let's just show them. You know, sometimes you just want to show people. Is, is it me you are talking to like that? The last person that talked to me is, is, is in Igbobi. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see, they got angry. They got angry. And they said, Jesus, Master, let us call down thunder on these guys. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus rebuked them and said to them, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. You know not what manner of spirit you are of. You know, some of people think, ah, that's, that's Jesus in the New Testament. God in the Old Testament is, ah, uh, it doesn't take nonsense. But God, New Testament God, ah, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. He changes not. Hallelujah. Who is the best representation of God? Yes. He said his express image. He came to show us the heart of God on earth. Hallelujah. If it was the will of God for man to be in sickness, Jesus would have told us. He would have gone to Peter's mom's house and said, Peter, let's just be doing gospel. See your mom. Eh? You know when we were telling her, she was saying that you should not do gospel, you should not do gospel. Well, <laughs> Hallelujah. No. Are you with me? No. No. Sickness is not of God. See, don't accommodate it. So it's just malaria. Eh? It's just what? There is no place for sickness in my body. Hallelujah. When I have the symptoms, I cast it out. Hallelujah. As small as headache. And it says, you know, even me sometimes. And the Lord, I always feel that this thing in my heart. Stop saying it. It says, it's just it's stress. It's just stress. I'm stressed. Ayah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, people say I'm strong. Why did you not come to uh, say I was strong? strong people that should be in church. Because everything you are saying, because the person you are communicating to is hearing I was sick. When your mind, you think you are speaking faith. You are speaking complete sickness. I was strong. I even went to the hospital. I bought, they gave, ah, they gave me some drugs. Ah, strong. <laughs> I don't understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God's will is not sickness. Say it after I say, God's will is not sickness. 
You know, when you read Deuteronomy 28, you will think that God cursed man. God cursed them. Because you will not do this. I've, I've cursed you. I'm angry with you. No. You know, a man, a Greek scholar, a, a Hebrew scholar, Robert Young, you know, and he also wrote a book called Hints to Biblical Interpretation. He said, you will see that that thing is actually more in the permissive sense than in the causative. What he was actually saying was that, I will permit. I will permit. Guess what happened to Job? You know, the devil came to him and said, ah, no, it's because you've created, there's so much, there's hedge around it, that's why you cannot touch him. Do you, if you read that account of Job, you will notice that just immediately, it was not just immediately it happened to Job. Hallelujah. Did you notice that? It was by the words of his mouth. Because the Bible later said that, the thing that I feared most came upon me. Guess what Job was praying about? He was always praying about his children. Ah, this one, they should not sin, no. They should not do this one, no. If they have committed sin, no, 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 no. Fear. So the devil saw it. The devil saw it. The devil saw it. You know, many times in our prayer life, I tell people, if I want to locate you, I listen to your prayer. I'm, I'm telling you. I, I, you know, when I hear what you say, I know where you are spiritually. So they were speaking fear. He was speaking fear. And the devil said, oh, okay. So this, this is how to get this guy. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it was more in the permissive than in the causative. So God does not bless people with sickness. He doesn't put sickness in people on people. Sickness is a cause. There is nothing good about it. There is nothing good about it. Sickness is not God trying to humble you. Hallelujah. Sickness is you not knowing what you have received in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's more in the, in the permissive. Let me show you some examples. Let me show you some examples. Isaiah chapter 45. You will see. You know, and many of us think that, you know, and I, I found that even many translators, other versions, also made that same uh, grave mistake. Hallelujah. Isaiah 45, 7. Isaiah 45, 7. Let's just see some scriptures. You will see. You know, always look at Jesus. To be able to say, this is who God is. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 1, it says, the exact, the imprint of his image, the exact expression of the Father. Hallelujah. Of the person of the Father. Isaiah 45, verse 7. I want us to read together. This is King James saying God talking. Let's read together. One, two, go. Does God create evil? You are not answering. Does God create evil? Ah, you, are, you are not sure. Does God create evil? So God wants to do something now because he's, I say, brothers, I will use evil. Ah, no. God will not use darkness. You know, <laughs> God has no business dealing with darkness. He has no business. He doesn't. He's more in the permissive sense than in the causative. Hallelujah. Let's see on that scripture. Amos 3.6. If you can help us with it on the screen, sorry to be faster. Amos 3.6. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. I'm excited in my spirit. You know, when you know that it's not, that sickness is not God. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amos 3.6. I want us to read it together. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city? Let's read it together. I want to go. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city? And the people not be afraid. Shall there be evil in the city? And the Lord had not done it. Abba. Abba. Praise God. Does God do evil? He says, shall there be evil? Somebody had an incident now. Say, ah, 
shall there be evil in the city? And the Lord had not done it. Is <laughs> it's more in the permissive than in the causative. God does not need evil. And he doesn't deal with evil. That's not God. Hallelujah. Let's see one more. 1 Samuel 16, 14. 1 Samuel 16, 14. You know, we, are, we used to say these things. We used to say, especially this one I want to read now. We say it a lot. Then you're not be wondering, ah, I don't understand though. <laughs> Praise God. 1 Samuel 16, 14. One, two, go. Read it like you mean it now. An evil spirit from God, from the Lord. Hallelujah. From the Lord. No. Hallelujah. Glory to God. James chapter 3, 9 to 13. Look at what James says. Look at what James says. One of the sons of thunder. Look at what he says. Look at what he says. Look at what he says. 9 to 13. He says, Dear with bless we God, even the Father, and dear with cause we men, which are made after the similitudes of God. He says, Out of the mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. If the scripture is telling us that the same mouth should not proceed blessing and cursing, so why should God be blessing and cursing? No. 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 God cannot be doing good and evil and tell you not to do good and evil and tell you not to do good and evil, not to do evil. No. That's not God. It's not consistent of him. Hallelujah. So the challenge was in the rendering. Was in the rendering. I'm not saying the Bible is wrong. Oh. I hope you get that. But it was in the rendering. Hallelujah. In the process of translation. I hope you know these things were not originally written in English. Hallelujah. It was in that process that we had all this. Praise God. Let's move on. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. I wanted to say the sacrifice of Jesus. The sacrifice of Jesus for mankind. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. The sacrifice of Jesus. It says, but now had he obtained a more excellent ministry. Jesus obtained for us a more excellent ministry. By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Which was established upon better promises. Hallelujah. If God did not want sickness for them in the Old Testament. He couldn't have wanted it for us now. Hallelujah. It is a mediator of the better covenant established upon better promises. So it's not God's desire that we are in sickness. Let's see Luke 13. Luke 13 is going to be a long read. Luke 13, 10 to 17. Luke 13, 10. Luke 13, 10. Luke 13, 10 to 17. Hallelujah. It says, and he was teaching. This is Jesus. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together. She was walking like this. 18 years. Can you imagine that? 18 years. And she was bowed. Where are we? 11. And she was and behold, there was, a, there was a woman who had a spirit of immensity 18 years and was bound together and could in no wise lift up herself. She couldn't. Just the way you will stand up and say you want to watch. She couldn't do it. You know, you will wonder, why is this guy on the wheelchair? That was the way it was for the woman. She couldn't lift up herself to walk straight. Hallelujah. Verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, 
Oh my Jesus. I love Jesus. He says, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Verse 14. Look at them. They've come. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. So he was more concerned about Sabbath day than the woman's healing who had been working like that for 18 years. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to walk. In them, therefore, came and be healed and not the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. Sorry, come and be healed and not the Sabbath day. Say, you could have come any other day. Not today. Not Sabbath day. I know Sabbath day was a Saturday, right? Sorry. My scripture. I lost my scripture. Hallelujah. You know, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. He shows us the heart that the Father has towards us. Praise God. He shows us that the kind of heart that the Father has towards us. God does not desire, He's not pleased with, our, with sicknesses in our body. Hallelujah. Nothing about sickness glorifies God. Nothing about sickness looks good. Hallelujah. On any man. Nothing about sickness looks good on us. Hallelujah. Sorry. Alright. Verse 15. And the Lord answered him and said, Ah, uh, you know, sometimes Jesus Christ calls some people fools. Sometimes he said hypocrites. Eh? <laughs> he was not insulting them. Oh. That was where they were, actually. He says, And the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth each one of you, doth not each one of you, on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the store and lead him away to watering? He says, Don't you give your animals water? On the Sabbath day, and ought not this woman look at what he says? He says, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound? Jesus could have said, Whom my father had bound. He says, Whom Satan had bound. So Satan is the author of sickness. Hallelujah. That's what I'm trying to, I want us to see there. Hallelujah. Lord, these 18 years be loose from, the, from this bond of on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all the adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Hallelujah. For all the glorious things that were done by him. Acts 10, 38. Acts 10, 38. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Acts 10, 38. Hallelujah. 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 Open your Bible. Hallelujah. Acts 10, 38. It says, how God... Hallelujah. He says, how God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Have you been anointed with the Holy Ghost and power? Has God anointed you? He says, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing what? Good. He was doing good. He was doing good. Look at what he, how he describes the good. Look at how he describes the good. He says, and healing. Healing is good. Healing is the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the goodness of God. It says, and healing, all that we are oppressed of the devil. Oppression is of the devil. It's not of God. It's not of God. It says, he went about doing good, healing all that we are oppressed of the devil. So how will God now put sickness on you? How will God now put sickness on you? God does not put sickness on his children. He has no business with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Oh, and you know, Jesus came to unveil the Father to us. You want to know the Father, you look at Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 14. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're not going to open there. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 to 5. I love this. Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5. Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5. Praise God. Don't, you know, don't say henceforth it's just malaria. Don't say, you know, it's, it's, it's just a minor sickness. No, there's nothing like minor about sickness. There's nothing about minor about sickness. Sickness of, is of the devil. Don't carry sickness about in your body, walking about. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, you cast that thing off. You cast that thing off. I rebuke you, spirit of sickness. You foul spirits. Many times, they are with spirits. They are with spirits, evil spirits. Evil spirits. I cast you foul spirit off. Off my body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have no place here. And when you say it, you act like it. Many people say it and, and not act like it. And when they come, somebody comes, how is that your head? I say, ah, in fact, I don't even know what to do now. Hallelujah. You don't talk like that. The believer doesn't talk like that. There is no place for sickness in my body. You know, you can go year in, year out, not testing the tablets. Do you know it's possible? You can go year in. You see, I don't like saying it this way. But when you go to the hospitals around, you will believe God's word more. <laughs> ah, you don't want to be waiting for one consultant. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to. Hallelujah. You don't want to. Ah, Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Speaking of Jesus, speaking of Jesus, it says, surely... Glory to God. He had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He says, yes, we did extreme him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He says, but he was wounded for our transgression. Say he, had, he was wounded for my transgression. He was wounded for my transgression. Oh, hallelujah. He was bruised for my iniquities. Hallelujah. Don't just think that they were just wiping him with those canes. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. They are symbolic of what God was going to do for us. Of what God was doing for us. Hallelujah. That sickness was dealt with in the body of Jesus. Many of us are here right now. We are still carrying the sickness. You know, just like somebody gave you a ride, a lift, and says, put your, the, your, all the things you carried. You were carrying something on your head. He said, no, 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 no. Put all the things in the boots and come in. I said, no, I'm okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. See. Praise God. That's what many of us are doing. You are managing it. You are managing it. Hallelujah. Hey, it says, but, but, he was wounded for you, for our transgression. For our transgression. He was bruised. Hallelujah. For iniquities. It says, the chastisement of, of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. He says, with his stripes, with those cane. Hallelujah. That was his, your healing. You're healing on the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. He bore that sickness on his body. Hallelujah. That we will not have to bear sickness on our body again. Hallelujah. It says with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Matthew. 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 Washington, please play for us while we close. Hallelujah. Matthew. Matthew. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah. Glory to God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Matthew 8, 17. Let's just move on. Matthew 8, 17. Matthew 8, 17. Oh, glory. You know, you know, referring to what Prophet Isaiah said, he says it here in Matthew. Matthew 8, 17. 
I want us to read it together it's on the screen. One, two, go. He says he himself took our infirmities, our weaknesses. Hallelujah. I'm just feeling weak. It's a symptom of weakness. Oh, you know, you are weak in this certain area. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's my weakness. Everybody has his weakness. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He says he carried our sicknesses on his body. What you just need to do, just like, you know, they did in the book, was it Exodus or so? You know, he said they looked on him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said as they beheld the brazen serpent. Hallelujah. They didn't die. They didn't die. It says himself. Jesus himself. He didn't send any other person. There was no any other representative. You know, I'm waiting to raise my kids. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some dangerous guys on the face of the earth. Hey, glory to God. I know I love the way Ken Hagen raises. I see, I like to follow those who have the results. Yes, permit me. I like to follow those who have the results. He said, apart from when their child was given birth to, their child, Kenneth E. Hagin Jr., Kenneth Hagin Jr., he said, there was never an occasion that we had to pay for anything in the hospital. He said, the only thing that ever happened to him, they had two children, boy and a girl, he said, was when he had pains in his ear. He said, the wife called him one day and said, ah, sweetheart, our son is having this in his ear. I don't know what they call it, but I think stuff is to come out from the ear or so. He said, you know, all this while, I used to pray for him. He said, when you call me, I will pray for him. He said, but that day I told her, I said, he has grown up. He can act on his own faith. I don't need to pray for him anymore. Hallelujah. That's the life of a believer. That's the life of a believer. Hallelujah. You know, raise some tough people on the face of the earth. You know, they just keep going on and on, on and on, on and on, on and on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no sickness around me. Say, there's no sickness around me. Hallelujah. If there was ever a sickness in your body, you know, practice laying hands on yourself. You will lay hands on yourself. Cast that thing off. You know, Kenneth Hagin, who was bedridden for a, over a year. Do you know that he was not a man of God that prayed for him? He just read in the scriptures, Mark 11. Hallelujah. He just read it in Mark 11. Hallelujah. And he said, he, you know, one of the days, he said, as he was reading the scriptures, he said, he just told himself, what do sick people do? He was on the sick bed. Bed reading. Couldn't walk. He said, what do sick people do by this time? He said, he asked, he said, what do sick people do by this time? He said, sick people are out there walking. He said, he got up. He got up. Hallelujah. You can walk out on that sickness. I'm telling you. Is it that easy? Yes, it's easy. They gave you a report. You went home to suck, to cry. <laughs> the doctor said, doctor said, whose report do you believe? Hallelujah. Whose world do you have on your inside? You know, one day I went to the hospital. It has happened to me several times. So the man looked at me. I went to do, there was a test I was required to do. So, you know, before we gain admission into school, we are going to say you come with a particular result, test result. The man looked at me and said, hey, and you are still working. I didn't even know what it was. He said, we're admitting you now, 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 now. Uh-uh. <laughs> I came to just do tests. He said, we're admitting you now, 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 now. Eh. Uh-uh. I was even confused. Me? Now? Uh-uh. He said, no, don't even say anything. I said, we're going to wheel you. You know, all those kind of checkups. That you could say, we're going to wheel you into this. Ah, no, 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 no. You'll be bedridden for days. No, 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 no. Eh? In my heart, I wanted to be afraid. But I just looked in my spirit. I said, no, I'm God's child. I told the man, I said, I can't be bedridden. 
He said, no, you'll be bedridden. When I saw that he wanted to become an argument, I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. I took my things and I left and I never went back. Praise God. And I've not been admitted since then. Hallelujah. The same person you are looking at right now, you know, was diagnosed of tuberculosis. Yes. Yes. You know, one day I was in the campus. I got up. I said, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Every two weeks. I'm saying this to us for you to note it. Don't think that one day God will not look at you and pity you and say, ah, you have tried. Uh, angel in charge of healing. <laughs> Give him some doses there. Ah, no, no. He has dealt with your sickness more than 2,000 years ago. There is nothing it's going to do again. There is nothing. There is nothing. He cannot improve on what he has done. It's a perfect sacrifice. It's a perfect one. So, I was diagnosed of tuberculosis. <laughs> ah, glory to God. You know, when you have the word of God on your inside, you know, and they will say that you come, I was going to, do, I was always going from Ife to Lagos every two weeks. Tuberculosis. Because they found that people don't take the drugs, right? The people, after some time, they are sick again. Tuberculosis, you have to complete the dosage. So, you have to be going there every two weeks. So, one way or the other, I got to know the, um, the person who was attending to us was a member of our church. So they, because I was a student, so they agreed to be giving me the drugs. Normally, I was supposed to go every week, so I was not going every two weeks. Every two weeks, take those drugs every day without miss. I was taking it every day, every day. One day, I got up. You know, because you don't want your hostel mates to know. So I will wake up early. It's of me to be doing devotion. I'm taking tuberculosis drugs. Ah. But I will look at myself and say, but I'm a believer. How come? How come? But I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Then I began to study the, God, the word of God. And I saw that the he- provision of healing had been made for me more than 2,000 years ago. You know what I did? I took that drug. I went out one of the morning with all the dosage. I took it off. I said, Lord, thank you for your healing provision has been made for me. But if I adventure, if I die of this sickness, let it be said that it was because what you did was not actually perfect. And I took that cup and I emptied, emptied it and I threw it away. I never went back. I never went back. And I, you know, never had a symptom again. That's the healing power of God. One day I told my dad, I said, eh? You did not complete it. <laughs> I said, it's fast now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The sacrifice was a perfect one. Hallelujah. Is there sickness in your body right now? You have no business carrying sickness in your body. Ha, 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 ha. God is not going to do it. See, you say, I say, God, do something. He's not going to, he has done it already. What you do is to take your healing. Hallelujah. Take your healing. Take your healing. It is by his stripes. Oh, we would have read it. It says, we were healed. We were healed. Your provision of healing was made more than 2,000 years ago. He knew you were going to be like this. You were going to be in this state. And he made that provision. And he made a provision. What do you do? You take from what he has and credit it to your account. Hallelujah. And you walk out perfectly. Healed. 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 Bishop David Oedipo also had tuberculosis one time in his life. Are you aware of that? Pastor Chris said, Pastor Chris said, almost all the time he was bedridden. He said there was one he went to preach from the sick bed. He said when he got there, he was laying hands on people. They were, fall, they were falling under the power. He said, but he was dying of sickness hallelujah so it's not about you have read the scriptures before until you activate it until you activate it stand to your feet stand to your feet glory to God 
The child of God has no business with sickness. Oh, sickness is a cause. What are you doing with a cause in your life? What are you doing with a cause in your life? What are you doing with a cause in your body? Hey, no, 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 not me, not me. I refuse to entertain anything of the devil in me. He says, all this woman, ought not this woman who had been bound by the devil, who had been bound by the devil,